Hey, I'm Moni. I dabble in a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Just navigating life. Hey y'all, I'm Jasmine. I'm a writer, content creator, food lover, and a fan of all things video games and anime. And together, together we're, we're fluorescent, fluorescent pineapples. pineapples. <laughs> Tried so hard not to laugh this time. I was... <laughs> So last week we talked about friendship. Uh, we talked about, you know, messy friendships, good friendships. If you haven't checked mm-hmm. it out, go check it out. It was a yes, good yes. conversation. It was. Um, some funny bits in there. Um, this week we're going to be talking about anger. We're going to be oh, talking yeah. about what makes us angry, where anger comes from, and how we process it. Yeah, well, I'll talk about what it's like to be angry in 2020, what anger looks like, because it is very different from, you know, when we were growing up, we got internet anger now, we have cancel culture, we have this kind of group anger, so we're going to dive into all that. But um, before we get into it, Mani, what's, did anything make you angry this week? What's, what's made um, you angry? I don't know that, I don't know that anything necessarily made me angry, Um. Mm-hmm. Different things made me upset. Uh, different things made me frustrated. Now, my frustrations... Okay, no, I can think of something that made me angry. I'm angry because I thought my period was off. And I laid down to take a nap today <laughs> after my shower. And I had just washed my clothes. And as Aww. I'm getting comfortable in my nap, I'm like, I should not still be wet down there because I dried <laughs> off really well. And lo and behold... Dun, dun, dun. You know, um, so I had Mother to rewash, games. rewash my other clothes, rewash my sheets. You know how kids like they get cranky and they need to take a nap. That was me, and I could no, not yeah. do that. So, what about you? What were you angry about this week? Well, speaking of periods, like mine just ended, so <laughs> that's. But I was angry at everything this <laughs> this week, um, mostly. Driving. I'm not gonna lie. I have low key road rage. So mm. when I drive, people, oh, why are you cutting me off? If you're just gonna go slow, like that's my pet peeve. Like don't do that because I speed. So <laughs> I'm definitely gonna go faster than you. <laughs> so just unless you on that type of time, you on that energy, you know, keep going, keep speeding for it. Like, mm-hmm. but driving. Um, what else made me angry this week? <laughs> um. Not much. I don't, I don't think. I'm trying to think. But I had a pretty good week. Outside the normal. Yeah. Know, outside the norm. Yeah. But, uh, There's... The, the existential stuff that we can't even do much about, about. And yeah. as individuals right now. That stuff makes me angry. But mm-hmm. nothing else in my personal life I don't think made me too angry. Yeah. No. That's it. No, I get it. I That's, I, that's what I said. I had a really, actually a really good week. Mm-hmm. Well better than last week um i was angry when i found out the podcast the initial one we did didn't record oh, yeah but no, that did no that made me i know you you were i could tell you were just like pissed i was like oh we can record you like this is no it's terrible you know then just like you said the the normal stuff the everyday thing like I know the debates are tonight and oh, yeah. i've had people ask me like are you watching after i've no. said several times 
Mm. I'm not watching. Like, there's literally no point. I, I, you know, you know, there's um, two sides of the same coin here. There's, you know, just different things like, oh, how are the COVID and opening back up? Like, I don't want to talk about it. These are things yeah. that are happening every day. And I'm not going to let that, like, I'm not going to let that make me 24 seven angry. If that facts. makes sense. You know, no, facts, I'm facts, facts. so It'll like, drive I'll, you mad. Yeah. Outside of this, I had a great week. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm not going to be miserable all the time with no, I refuse. things. Joy so. is its own form of resistance. <clears throat> yes, it is. Um, so what do you think? I know we kind of talked about like our, our um, hormones and things that lead to mm-hmm. anger. But, you know, what do you think causes um, anger or, or how do you, I guess, is it the same for you? Do you think it's the same for everyone or do you think? What causes it for you is different. I think on some level, some, like the root of most anger is the same across for, it's the same for most people, but how they express it is differently or what triggers it maybe differently. Like, I think most people don't like being disrespected. What mm-hmm. people define as disrespect may vary from person to person. We all know like there's some base level disrespect, you know, that you just don't do, but, um, I think for the most part, that is the same. For me, though, in, in particular, I do feel like I get angry about some small stuff. or Because like I said last week, I'm sensitive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm stubborn. And I do kind of have a short temper. So, um, But I'm really I'm really nice. I don't, I don't, I'm not an angry person. Like, I'm not always angry. But and it does sometimes take a lot for me to say something. I do have my things that, like, pet peeve, don't cut me off. Or, like, don't, you know... I hate being underestimated. I hate mm-hmm. being underestimated. Oh my god, that is my pet peeve. Like, don't tell me I can't do something when you just just based off what? Like, why are you telling me I can't do this thing? Mm-hmm. Based off what knowledge do you have of my skill set? Not the right one. So <laughs> I'm gonna do it anyway, and it is what it is. But um, but yeah, I think for the most part, the root causes of anger are the same. How when it's triggered in people, I think are different. For I don't know. I think um, so. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Uh, and I really do think there's a quote Star Wars fans you know what it is by Yoda um, fear leads to anger anger leads to hate and hate leads to suffering Mm -hmm. and the older I got the more I started to really meditate on that and I think um, I think that really is what causes anger a lot of times in people is fear Um, you know even if it's from disrespect you know, you're angry about being disrespected because there's this fear that maybe this person will keep doing it or, Mm. you know, this fear of what comes with the disrespect. Um, Even with certain triggers, like there's a, might be a fear associated or not necessarily a fear that might be too strong of a word, but some sort of anxiety or uncertainty, Mm -hmm. the unknown. I think um, a lot of people, they fear what they don't know or what they don't understand, or what's different. And that's something that's natural in humans. That's how we survive throughout the years. Um, You know, things we don't understand, we either learn them or keep them away. But I think, um, you know, that not knowing, that not understanding something, that causes fear. And because we can't understand it, because we can't get to know it, because we can't make it something that's comfortable for us, um, then we become frustrated and angry. Um, and like you said, how we display that anger is very different mm-hmm. from person to person. And that can lead to 
uh, pain and suffering. Yeah. And so I think, I think for the majority of people, it's something similar to that. Maybe they haven't figured it out yet, but I think it is um, definitely for me. Um, some it is fear sometimes, or it mm. is the unknown or the uncertainty. But then, like you said, there are instances where it's not really that. It's just like if you tell me I'm like that. If you tell me I can't do something, I'm just gonna figure out how to do it anyway. Yep. Thanks. If I really care, and I think yeah. actually, not that's ego talking. <laughs> um, so maybe like, that's the anger says from ego too. Like, anger says from ego. As yeah, well. that's ego talking. And I, you know, if I really care, my ego is that big with that person or something. Then yeah, I'm gonna figure out how to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, if I really don't care what that person says or whatever, I'm just like, okay, well, that's what you think. That's what you think. That's what you, you think. know. That's um, what it is. There, there are very few times where I get angry, like angry I get upset I get upset a lot and I do get hurt or frustrated and how I deal with that it varies on the situation but there are a few times where I get angry and usually I'm angry when either I haven't voiced um, something or I haven't let out some other emotion Mm -hmm. Um, or if someone really just hits they just hit the wrong button the wrong time they caught me during a week where I was not doing my meditation <laughs> like they caught me when I wasn't Ooh. sleeping um girl. I do get hangry now when I get oh hangry, girl hangry is me all day like yeah I'll get hangry real when quick. I get hangry I, I, know, I get me. I have to <laughs> I do I'll get I'll get quiet because I don't want to speak because if I speak I'm gonna mm-hmm. go off and people be like what's wrong I'm like I'm hungry I just mm-hmm. I need to eat <laughs> yeah same thing if I'm tired too. Like I said, I, I get like a little. If I'm tired, I get like a little kid. Like I'm not gonna have a tantrum if you <laughs> like leave me alone. But if you keep pushing me, I will just like I can I can no. get very mean. Being um, left alone. But yeah. yes, that will make me mad too. Like I tell someone to leave me alone and they don't leave me alone, mm-hmm. bro. Like just let me be. Let me be. Especially because usually when I get to the point where I need to be left alone, I'm really pissed off. Mm-hmm. I'm usually really pissed off. Because normally I can calm myself down or be calmed down by people around me. Like, all right, Jasmine, you chill, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But if I get to the point where I'm like, yo, don't touch me, leave me alone, don't be in my space, y'all need to evacuate the area. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm liable to pop off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm liable. That's so. how that, that argument between um, me and my roommate... Uh, um, I'm gonna call him Bernard. That's how that argument happened that I told you about last mm-hmm. time, where I, I had said some really, like truthful things, but also really mean things. Mm-hmm. But I, I did tell him like to just let it go, and, and then I was drunk on top of that, and <laughs> like it just, it Maybe. didn't, it didn't, it didn't work out right because then <laughs> I was just, I said what I said, he said what he said. And really, I and I knew at that point, I knew we were both, like, just too drunk. It was too late. We were tired. And that's what I was saying. Just let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Um, You know, and I'm I'm very much like that. My my mom, oh, my goodness. She is. You do not want the answers you seek. That's all. She is bad. She will not let stuff go. She will push and push and push. And I remember I was probably about 17. I think I was 17. 
we had this really big blow up because it was I kind of remember what it was vaguely Mm. and I kind of just don't really remember it Um, but I remember telling her like mom please just let it go like I didn't say let it go I think I was just like I can't talk about this right now Um, I'll talk about it later something like that I said and I remember saying it really respectful and I remember like standing there trying to just not because I think that was the first time I really really felt the anger and like I felt like I couldn't control it type mm. of thing but I think that was the first time I felt like I couldn't control it and she just kept pushing kept pushing and I remember we had this big big blowout um and and like I, I stormed off and I, I just like I said some horrible I remember what I said it was some really horrible things and I remember, like, she wasn't even, she wasn't mad, like, I thought she was going to be. She wasn't, she didn't yell back or anything that I thought she would react. Mm-hmm. She just kind of was, like, really calm. And she was, like, I think that's when she, I think, too, like, that's when she saw, okay, she's really, like, this isn't the time. We're not going to get anywhere with this. Um, yeah. yeah. And she just kind of, she was, like, okay, we'll go to bed or something like that. I don't remember what it was. But she was, like, really, really calm about it. That's, like, the first time I've ever felt that wave of uncontrollable just rage. What about you? Has there ever been a time, or what was the first time you recognized that your anger could go to a a level of, you know, uncontro- uncontrollableness? Uncontrollable. <laughs> um, mm, okay, so my first fight <laughs> in fifth grade um, I was bullied a lot throughout school mm-hmm. the whole time, but um, in different ways. But in fifth grade in particular, um, I was kind of peer pressure into fighting this girl, like this group of girls and this my one quote unquote friend who wasn't really a friend. Um, they were just like, you know, she keeps talking about you. We should say something. I'm like, no, I'm good. Like, I'm not trying to fight. I'm more scared of my mama if I get caught fighting than fighting these girls. Like, I'm not... <laughs> I ain't trying. You you ain't got to deal with what I got to deal with at home. So uh, I'm good on all this. But um, they got me to the bathroom. And they all came in behind me or whatever. I was washing my hands or whatever. And they wouldn't let me leave until I fought this girl. But I still wasn't going to fight her. I was going to just walk out. Because I'm like, I'm taller than all y'all. Come on. Like, you really not blocking me. You really not doing nothing. Honestly. But put her hands on me the girl who was I guess talking it was her she the girl was talking all that mess uh she pushed me and then I don't I snapped because that was always my thing like you not gonna put your hands on me and mm-hmm. expect me to, to sit there um and so I mean we were fighting it wasn't nothing crazy but I was taller and bigger than this girl so I was like mad and I like pushed her like her face <laughs> into like the bathroom stall door and she had this long like scratch from like the side of her forehead to her chin. Does she still have it? <laughs> no, it wasn't <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't that deep of a cut, but I pushed and when I saw her get hurt I kinda snapped back. I was like, Oh crap. Um when I saw her get hurt I kinda snapped back because then I got scared again that I was gonna get into trouble for, for hurting this girl. <laughs> but I'm like, dang she attacked me and then I came out of the bathroom. I think my teacher saw it. Like, somewhere, someone said something. Because, I mean, the, the teacher saw a scar on her face. And I got ISS. But, um, 
But yeah, that's when I knew I was like, yeah, if I get angry, I could probably do some damage to someone for sure. And then now that I'm training in Muay Thai and Jiu Jitsu, I could definitely do some damage to someone. So don't make me <laughs> angry. But I'm not, but I'm really such a pacifist too. Like I'm, it's, I blame my Mars and Pisces, but I'm really a pacifist. Like I don't mm-hmm. like to harm anything um, unless I have to. The older I get, the more I am, um, I want to say I'm, I don't know. I, I'm less patient about certain things, but I'm also more patient, if that makes sense. Yes. And I don't know really how to describe it. Because, like, in school, in elementary school particularly, I wouldn't say I was bullied, but I was definitely picked on. Mm-hmm. But if I felt like it, I could pick on somebody back. If I wanted to hurt them, I knew what to say to hurt them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never really, I never really got upset about them picking on me as so much as them picking on my friends. Mm-hmm. Like that's when I would say something because I was like, "You're not gonna do this to my friend," kind of thing. And then, um, you know, middle school, middle school is just it's rough hell, for everybody. It's hell. Uh-huh. it's hell on earth. And then high school is just like half and half, ready yeah. to go. And then, um, you know, when I, like I said, like when I just got older and got on my own, I, yeah, I was ready to more fight if I had to, <laughs> but also it's just, none of you people are worth it. <laughs> when so it makes sense, don't want to mess up my hair, don't want to mess up my nails, like, right. that's not cute. Who fighting? That's not, that's not, and that also not it's just. I really don't want to give you people my energy. When people would do stuff to make me angry like that, like, sometimes it's just, I'm not going to give you my energy. Like, I don't even want to put a curse on you. Because that's that's energy I got to give you. I don't, like, I just leave. And And then the the best win is being unbothered anyway. I feel that's, like, I love being unbothered, okay? but I, th- I I love it, but I think there there will always be times where ego steps in. Sort of that is like the root of anger. It's like ego, because yes. like it is like it sometimes is. where I'm, especially the people I'm close with, where I'll say something back, and then sometimes they'll say something to me, and I'm just I'm not even gonna say nothing to you because I would just hurt your little feelings, and mm-hmm. I'm not even trying to deal with that. And I'm not trying to do that. I can though. So I, I don't can. I don't know. Anger is a funny thing. It um. I don't, it doesn't really have rules. It just, I mean, most no. emotions don't. They, they come up, they come and they go. I think, I definitely think people need to, um, feel their anger when they feel it. That was one thing growing up. I did not, my mom and I did not agree on, um, was she would always try to make me feel better. She'd be like, Oh, you know, let it go. Or this person it's you know is this person's fault or something they have within themselves or whatever you know it's just those little try to make you feel good things which i totally get but i also think that you need to feel those emotions they're yep. there for a reason you know yes. they're there to let you know um you've either been wronged or you're hurt or you need to process something yeah especially anger yeah especially and i think when we don't allow people to feel anger that's when they process it negatively. Yes. And that's when it becomes a problem. I think like like if someone says something to you and it hurts and it makes you angry, maybe you don't feel like responding to that person. But mm-hmm. maybe you just need to sit in your anger and figure out why it hurt, figure out what 
you know, what that means for the relationship you have with that person. Maybe you just need to sit in it and then you come out on the other side. Now you don't need to wallow in it um, because that definitely isn't good. But, you know, I think you need to feel those to be able to process them in a healthy way. Yeah. And that and processing anger really gets to the root of so many other things because really anger is just honestly I think a reaction more so than anything else it's a reaction to pain to hurt to fear to ego to whatever it's a reaction to something and once you learn how to sit with and process your anger you can also then process your response because like we talked about if you approach something in a space of anger or, or an angry way you probably won't get the outcome you're looking for but if you're able to sit with your anger and process it and say oh I'm hurt because of this this will remedy this. And I won't mm-hmm. be angry or hurt at the end of this. So that's how you, you know, are able to navigate that. And it really, it really helps. It really, really helps. And I think you're so right, too. I think we need to let people be angry and figure out how to process it in a healthy way. Because if they ball it up or if we tell them not to be angry or you're too angry or try to always diminish their anger, like, you know, even in, even with good intentions, trying to diminish the anger, it's just, it's not good. Yeah. And I think too, sometimes, I think that also helps with learning what emotions you feel because Mm -hmm. sometimes it's not anger. Sometimes there might not be a word for something or sometimes Mm -hmm. there have been times where I've felt so many emotions at one time that I was angry. I couldn't figure out which emotion it was. (laughs) Like I wasn't even angry at the situation anymore. It was just. I can't figure out what I feel. And because I can't figure out what I feel, I feel very lost and I just feel very angry and frustrated because I don't have anything to put towards this. But when I sat with that, I was able to process, okay, this is where my anger actually lies in this situation. This is where my um, pain or disappointment lies in this situation. This is where my excitement lies in this situation, you know, and then this Mm -hmm. is where there's this emotion that I don't have a word for it, but it lies somewhere between the anger and the love that I have or the anger and the the pain that I have or the anger and the excitement I have. And I think that only comes with just kind of sitting with it and and really meditating. I'm I'm a huge I think that's been a huge um, thing that I've been doing for the past few years and recently I've just gotten into it much more um Mm -hmm. probably because I had to because if I didn't I just would have been a very disgruntled person you know my my brother actually talks about this he's going to therapy now and he and I had a conversation and Mm -hmm. uh, about when I was living with him and just how he showed up as a brother. And I was like, you know, you're just a very angry person. Like you were a very angry person. People could not talk to you about anything without you flying off the handle. Like just, it wasn't pleasant to always be around you. You know, he shared where some of those things came from. And yes, I will say in that moment, I was kind of upset because I was like, damn, People always want to get their shit together after I'm gone. But I was also really happy because, you know, my brother is now like happier and healthier and able to enjoy things. But I did have to kind of sit in that moment of why couldn't you do this earlier kind of thing. And also knowing I know, well, I don't know why he couldn't do it earlier, but knowing like my own journey, I 
wasn't ready. You know, I wasn't ready mm-hmm. to face those yeah. things. Um, and I don't know if that was the same, but I did have to sit in that brief moment of, I'm angry you didn't do this before, but I'm also really happy that you're doing it now. And I think a lot of times people, people don't recognize that you can feel several emotions about a thing at one time. At one time. Yeah. At one time. Yep. You can feel angry. You can feel sad. You feel happy. You feel just a lot of myriad of things. Mm-hmm. I think understanding that really also helps with the processing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah. then once you realize also how temporary emotions can be mm-hmm. as well. Like you, you don't really want to make such permanent decisions and actions off of really temporary things, honestly. Mm-hmm. They're important. Yes, your emotions are important. They guide you. you. You are supposed to feel them. We're humans, but they are temporary. They don't last forever. You're not going to be angry forever, so you don't want to make... You just don't want to do something that will be forever. Make mm-hmm. a decision or say something, because can't take those back. There's a book right now that I'm reading, Ooh, um, and I need to start reading it again. It's called uh, Senses of the Soul, I think actually never get the title right so I don't even know if that's the title but if you look it up it'll come it's got like a blue cover it's blue and white it's got some angelic looking being on the front but Mm -hmm. in it they talk about emotions they talk about their important the importance of emotions and what our emotions tell us how they are there they are like the the pain receptors in our brain but for our feelings you know, we have happy emotions, we have angry emotions, we have sad emotions, and then you have, like, the deeper parts of happy, angry, sad. Um, yeah. And in it, in the book, there's, like, different activities you do where it takes you through various memories you have in your life, memories that you may have repressed, memories that you may love, but that are bittersweet. Um, and there was one activity where it's like, the, uh, the bittersweet memory you have, it's really it's really nostalgia you're feeling this way because you feel sad that you don't have that anymore Mm. and like you're thinking of it as like oh this is a really happy memory but it also makes me feel really really sad and I want to cry when I think of it but it's not you're not crying at the memory you're crying at the fact that you don't have that anymore and then when you recognize that that's what you're crying about then you know okay well you can recreate the same happiness you had then in other ways which is really cool because like nobody really thinks about that you're just like oh I'm nostalgic about that time kind of like the poems we read last time you know they were both about nostalgia they were both about friends who we were really close with and very intimate with but you can recreate that in Mm -hmm. other relationships you have and maybe it's not the exact same as it was with that person but you can cherish other people just as much just as much and it has its own beauty and it's own individual thing. Like it's the same. Each connection is different. And that's what makes it beautiful. So. Mm-hmm. But we should uh, get into these poems. Yes. So I will let you go first this week. Oh. Um, <laughs> this poem is called Reminder. Um, I was angry when I wrote this poem. Yes, I definitely remember that. <laughs> um, I was angry when I wrote it. But it's definitely more so anger that stems from jealousy. So yeah, uh, I wrote this when I was angry. I'm going to read it first and we'll talk about it. It's called Reminder. Reminders aren't always gentle. And I could tell by the way you looked at her 
that this one would be the cruelest. You should have seen your eyes. Beautiful as the night sky, bright as the moon, full of desire. Desire that would manifest into denial when I mentioned her. But how could you deny anything with a smile that radiant? I could see right through you and you knew that. You've always known that. Part of me was happy. I'd forgotten what puppy love looked like. The hope of what if. When uncertainty is both a feeling of drowning and the relief of, obt of obtaining air, I wanted you to experience that again. The other part of me, the dangerous part, the selfish and possessive part, the part that is cruel, was angry, or rather afraid. You looked at her the way I wanted you to look at me when I wasn't looking. You replaced me with her before she blinked in your direction. I want you, but I don't want her to have you. Puppy love is for children, and I'd rather you drown than look to her for air. I want to apologize for being so harsh, but I can't muster the genuine regret it would take to be sincere. Therefore, I keep a smile on my face and eye on you because this is what I signed up for. No feelings, no emotions, no strings. I did not volunteer to be the caretaker of your heart and I promise you to never be tender so I won't be. I will be mean. I will be vain. I will be cruel and dangerous, unforgiving and unwilling, but I promise to never be in the way. That's it. There are several lines in there that, um, yeah. <laughs> I swear we don't pick the same poems, but I think they end up being similar topics. I really oh like that. Is that, I don't know, am I allowed to ask you who that's about? Um, yeah, you can. And it's so funny. It, this is so, it's such a funny thing. <laughs> so this person I wrote this poem about was kind of like a friends with benefits situation. Mm -hmm. But at the time of this poem, it was developing into something more than that on both of our ends. I was definitely catching a little bit of feelings or more so because it wasn't like I liked him like that, but it was mm -hmm. more like, this is what we got going on. And this is just us right now. Like, let's not, mm -hmm. <laughs> let's not complicate it with other people. Um, especially because I felt like at the time I didn't really care about the feelings part mm -hmm. at that at the time I just it was selfish it was really of me really being selfish honestly um and so when he there's this girl that he met through a mutual friend of ours and like the minute he saw her like I was there like the minute he saw her it was just like I was like oh this you can't even hide it like you can't even <laughs> pretend that you are not attracted to the girl you just it's, it's all like blatantly on your face <clears throat> And because of our, our friends with benefits situation, it wasn't like he was obligated to really give me any mm, comfort yeah. or say. Like, he wasn't obligated to make me feel like he wasn't attracted to this girl. And she was attractive. It was like, no, it was no shade on her, really. She's a sweet girl. But I was like, oh, so this is what we doing? I was like, dang, not the disrespect, honestly. <laughs> like, dang. But... I was like, cool. That's all. That's why at the end of the poem, I was like, you know what? This is what I signed up for. I can't forget that. So mm -hmm. I'm not going to be in your way. I ain't going to be in your way. I ain't going to do that. But I peep it and I don't like it. Um, Relationships are messy. <laughs> okay. Listen. Listen. 
I've grown since yeah. then. I don't have the same mindset. Of course, I definitely have grown so much since then. But I feel like that's still a true poem. Like, I know people mm-hmm. can relate. That's, that's, if we've all felt like that. Yeah, definitely. We've we've mm-hmm. all been that been there before. Um, yeah. yeah, people. I think people can relate to that poem you wrote. You wrote um, that. Oh, that poem is in my book. It isn't destroying the sun, which we'll talk about that. Where to find that later? But it is in that book. And shout out to people. Listen, if y'all have friends, you can't financially support them. It takes nothing to okay. share it, to Hello. send it, text it, tweet it, something. Something. So you told us a little bit about like okay. what, I guess, inspired that poem. Mm-hmm. How did you process that anger, those emotions, that feeling? Oh man, this poem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honestly, though, the poem helped me kind of put it out. I was like, "Why do I feel some type of way? Like, why am I upset?" Mm-hmm. because I do know what it is and it helped me check my feelings like okay maybe I do care about him more than I put on but also help me check that ego like I actually was just wanted more attention time I really didn't want him to give his attention to other people that doesn't necessarily mean I liked him it mm-hmm. just means I probably had an attention need at the time um so this writing the poem helped me process it and then I think we talked about it or something or I mentioned it jokingly but he just he gave me kind of like some base of reassurance. I was like, yeah, actually, and I was like, mm, actually, I didn't need that. But okay, I I see where it was just a jealousy attention thing now, um, and going forward, you know, because we did continue to situation and we actually did get more involved, I guess, romantically, like feelings wise. When it happened a second time, um, I was able to catch on to that quicker, and I was more hurt because it was more emotions involved. But it definitely brought me back to this poem, like, girl, you know how to get through this. And you are going to get through this. And I did. So. Yay. Yay. Yay for getting through. Right. It's it's the getting through that's the hard part. But it's. Huh. I'm actually yeah. writing a poem about that now. And I don't really know where to go it's, after the first line. Let's hear your poem. <laughs> so this one, um, I mean, it's kind of a similar topic mm-hmm. um, it's more so about resentment uh, and mm-hmm. I didn't really I it was about just recognizing what it was that I felt because uh, mm-hmm. I didn't like I said earlier sometimes you don't have a word to put to what you're feeling because you feel right. multiple things um, and I wrote this a little bit earlier this year uh, when I was processing those things <clears throat> so I'll start Resentment. Don't say you love me. That is a lie. If you loved me, you would have sent me away like you did with her. You would have kept my feelings at bay. Let summer end naturally, two people casually passing by. You would not have called me angel to absolve yourself of the responsibility you owe your life. When you love someone, you make the uncomfortable but necessary cuts in the places easiest to heal, on the forgotten parts of the body, the thinnest parts of the soul. Scabs heal faster on the thinnest parts. Physical remnants and soreness fade eventually. It is the thick parts that are mutilated, the parts with tough skin. The scabs there never go away. Only darken with time. 
their visibility a reminder of the ache that exists between I love you, but I don't like you. Don't say you love me. Hello? Oh my God. <laughs> Girl, the way you try to palm off, I almost shouted. I almost cut you off. I was like, wait, wait, wait. I was like, run that back. <laughs> Don't say you love me. That's not a lie. If you love me, you would have let me go. Yes. If you love me, you would have let me go. Yes. I almost well, it's it's actually, if you love me, you would have sent me away. Same thing. Very <laughs> specific. Sent me away. Very specific. <laughs> No, because when you think about it, like, you know, when there are people in your life and it's like, you know what? I just got to let this go. But then yeah. when there's people in your life who's like, man, I don't oh, want to yeah. let this go, but yeah. I need to tell them, like, I'm you, I'm not what you need right now. Yeah. You know? Facts. Facts. Ooh. But I felt that in my spirit. I almost got up and did a praise dance, like, for real, felt that. You really <laughs> liked it? I did. I really liked it. I liked oh. the imagery, you know, <laughs> leaving cuts on the on the softest part of the human body, of the body, the one that's, you know, the easiest to forget. I like that a lot because that's, yeah, like, you know, if you love someone, you are gentle with them. You tell them what you, what they need to hear, mm-hmm. but you don't try to hurt them intentionally. And... When you experience the opposite of that, when you experience someone saying, I do love you, but you're hurting me intentionally. It's weird. It's a weird experience mm-hmm. that can definitely build resentment after you're, after you're done with that experience. You're like, there's definitely a level of resentment there and understanding what that is. Because it's like, it's you can't really wrap your head around it. That's one thing that too, I think also sometimes about irrational anger or anger at things outside of your control. Like... Mm-hmm. How can how can these two things exist that are completely opposite? Like, how can you say you love me and then do this horrible thing to me? Mm-hmm. And it's just that's a different type of anger and resentment. Yeah, and that and I think part of like part of this poem, it was it was so many things I felt towards the other person, and then things mm-hmm. I felt towards myself. Like at one point, I was so I was so angry with myself, but then like. Because I was angry with myself because I loved them. And I was like, well, how can I love them and still be angry with them, you know? And my favorite line from this one is, when you love someone, you make the uncomfortable but necessary cuts. Mm -hmm. That makes me think of just not even this relationship, but relationships in life. You know, when, when you have to have those hard... Um, hard conversations with people or you know when your parents as you're growing up and your parents are trying to tell you something and you know it might it might be a little bit more harsh than it was when you were younger because they know you need to hear it or even when you're telling your friends something you know you're you telling them because you love them because they need to know this thing but you know like it's going to hurt them but it hurts less than if they fall on their behind. Yeah. Yeah. And it's important. Yeah. But that's what, the, but that's, that's what I think loved ones are for. They're supposed to help you, mm-hmm. you know, get better. Cause the world's not, the world's going to be harsh. The it is. It's going to cut you down and say, no, it is. And you, you will, you will be angry with yourself a lot. <laughs> um, we didn't talk about that. Not that anger. Yes. Ooh. 
Self anger is a different beast. It is. Okay. It is. It's a different type of poison because it's like you have to get over with yourself and it's and deal and be angry at the same time and try not to be angry and then it doesn't go away. It doesn't stop. It's like a continuous thing that you deal with that you look mm-hmm. back on and you're like, dang, I'm so angry at myself for letting this thing happen to myself. It's yeah, or angry at myself for doing this thing I shouldn't have done. And guilt and stuff. It's it's crazy. It's wild. I think that's where like having grace with yourself comes in, which is hard. It's really hard sometimes. You have to have some sort of outlet, some sort of something that allows you to just get it all out. And yeah. maybe you don't process it all at one time. Sometimes it might take years for some people to get through certain things. But you you have to you have to deal with it. You can't keep running from that self-anger because that will definitely just get worse it talks about a lot about anger and <laughs> what makes us angry and where it stems from and all those things what are some ways that you manage your anger um okay so how i manage my anger i i do a lot of painting and i think that's one way i process my anger um and I, I think sometimes I don't always know that I might be angry about something, but it somehow shows up in my paintings. Um, mm-hmm. I do a lot of writing. I journal like I fill up five journals a year because I'm, wow. I'm always writing. That's impressive. <laughs> Listen. Well, I write about everything, so it's not just. No, I, I write about like a lot of stuff. It's just that I don't journal that often. So like. And me, I just like to buy notebooks because they're pretty. So I'll fill up a half a journal. And I'm like, ooh, new journal. <laughs> but I made up. But I have this one journal I've been writing in for like years. It's like a, it's like six years old now, honestly. It's pretty old. But um, I told myself I cannot move on to another journal until I fill this one up. So it's just been years of me, just months apart of journal entries. And I want to give it to my kids. Like I want to mm-hmm. save that one. But. Yeah, I want to publish mine, but I went back and read some of them. And I was like, mm, I gotta do I, it when I die. I want to publish. I was gonna publish mine, but I was like, I gotta change all the names. I'm like, I don't know if that's gonna work, but I'm like, this is this is too too. I be real. I be super detailed, like super. Yes. <laughs> Very detailed. Green shirt with <laughs> we met at some all that. Yeah. Oh. So that that's how I process mine, and then sometimes just. Music. I love dancing. I dance it out, and um, I just I love to listen to to music, just different songs to process. And then sometimes I just gotta like go and confront the person. Just like we talked about last week, I've learned that you can't always go with this angry attitude because, especially if you really value that relationship, mm-hmm. um, you kind of have to not put your anger aside, but you have to approach it from a different perspective or a different um, tactic to if you if your goal is really to talk about it and yeah. get through it. What about you? How do you process anger? Well, it would be writing and journaling, except I just never write in journal. <laughs> but when I do, it helps. Um, I'm like actually I have to move like I have to like go on a walk. Um, I smoke. I, I'll definitely just walk and smoke listen to music for sure um play video games i often play violent games like god of war or something if i'm like really angry 
because we can just kill things and it's mm-hmm. great and it's a good way to let off steam um i usually have to get get the feeling out because when mm-hmm. i feel like i'm angry like there's just it's like this little ball of energy inside of me and it's gonna come out and he's gonna come out with words with my fist or with doing something else so i usually opt to do something else um but also i'm the same way sometimes i have to go confront it like i there's nothing if i sit with it it'll just make me cry like i'll start getting sad i'll start mm-hmm. feeling depressed like I, it really will just mess me up internally so i do have to go say something sometimes and often it's the best when i recognize it's that I can't approach it from a place of less anger because I know I, I have to say something. So it's important for me to get my point across because I don't want to be angry about this anymore. I ain't trying to stay angry or in this angry space. Um, but no, that's that's usually how I do with my anger, mm-hmm. you know, getting it out of my body somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 energy. It's a, it's a yeah. energy and has to move somewhere. Yeah, that's our episode on anger. Next week, we will be talking about things that make us excited. Yes. Oh, yes. Happy excited episode. I love being excited. Yes. We're going to talk about <laughs> moments when we were most excited. But as we wrap up, Jasmine, do you have any last words to say? Oh, you know what? You want a cool album that has the word angry in it? Listen to Rico Nasty, Anger, anger Management. Her <laughs> that album is so freaking great. Um, if you don't know who Rico Nasty is, she's like, I don't even know how to describe her. She's an amazing artist. She definitely gives me punk, rock, black girl, alternate, uh, alternative type of style. And I love it. I love the scream. One of my favorite songs by her is called Smack a Bitch. And it's great it's superb so if you want to find us please you know follow us on instagram and twitter at blue opine it's the first part of fluorescent so f-l-o-u-p-i-n-e um that's on instagram and twitter and um you can find my book at lulu.com that's l-u-l-u.com and search moments in time colon a collection of memories um you can find me on twitter and instagram at oh hey it's jazz that's o-h-h-e-y-i-t-s-j-a-z sit and sing me twitch stream you can find me on twitch at jazz b gaming lastly if you want to support my endeavors as an author you can purchase my book off amazon it's destroying the sun type in the whole title okay we're indie authors over here it's gonna pop up oh and yeah that's where you can find me we will see you next week with something really exciting Bye. bye